Peace to the kings and queens, guys and goddesses. It's your boy, Sagat Bahotep, coming at you with another podcast. Um, I'm doing a follow-up on my last podcast, which was called Education, in which I uh, my intention was to say that education was my solution for uh, the problem in black America and, and, and that we need to start with educating our people. But then that led to another question of how do we get people interested in being educated? Because you can't, you know, they say you lead the horse, the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, you can you can give a brother a book, but you can't make him read it. Um, I got into a, a rant about <clears throat> blackness and who's really black and why I'm not black enough. So I'm in a few Facebook groups and I got friends and you know, people who consider themselves conscious. And a lot of these Facebook groups, some of my opinions and some of the things I posted, brothers was getting on there telling me like, oh, you ain't even really black or, you know, you got kids by a white girl. And, um, you know, they were trying to, since they couldn't defeat me in a debate about the information I was putting out, they wanted to attack my character as far as like, you ain't even really black. You know, is the message I got. It's like, you're not really black because you, your mom is half white. My mom is half white, half Native American. And um, and my dad is black. He, he's a descendant of slavery. I explained all that in my last podcast uh, where I got birth certificates of my grandfather and great-grandfather who was born a slave. Um, so, you know, I made that podcast and that podcast was more off the top of the head. And it was it was very emotional because I was going off the top of the head and I was in my feelings about some shit. However, everything I spit was fact. And that's why I left the podcast up, because there were no lies in that podcast. Not one. If you could find one, text me, message me, contact me. Um, Alfred K. Dixon at Gmail dot com. You can email me and, and, and point out where you think I was spitting falsehood and I'll take that shit down. But I know it was no, I know it was no lies in that, um, in that podcast. So my brother, uh, who I look up to, you know what I mean? He, he advised me, say, do a follow up and clean it up and tighten everything up and bring everything together and kind of explain into a little bit more detail why I said some of the things I said in that previous podcast. So this is going to be education part two. I'm going to school y'all on. Why I said a lot of the things I said and why I was so upset about it, because for a brother to say he's conscious and then tell another brother, like, you not even 100 percent black or you mixed or you got mixed kids and you not black enough. I'm about to go into detail as to why that brother can't claim he's conscious. There's no way you can say you conscious or you woke if you telling another melanated brother that he's not black enough. And here's why. We're going to start with the Willie Lynch letters. All right. I got my YouTube pulled up. I'm on his brother's channel. His name is, uh, hold on, I accidentally played it. His name is, I think, Sovereign Community on YouTube. You know, look him up following because I tried to, uh, I wanted to email him and get his permission to use this voice clip because he just reads the Willie Lynch letters. Um, but I can't find his email or whatever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to suggest you go to his page, at least hit him with a like, you know, what I mean, as a way of me saying thank you for using his reading of the Willie Lynch letter. 
So what we gonna get into, if you've already read the Willie Lynch letters, I'm gonna take about four minutes of your time to read them. So, uh, you know, just if, you, if you've already read it, I suggest you listen to it again because it's it's powerful and, you know, you might not remember it word for word. If you want to skip past it, you can skip past it. But we about to get into it. Here go to the first part, which is uh, my brother's reading of the Willie Lynch letters. And trust me, it's not that long. It's like three, four minutes. This person was delivered by Willie Lynch on the banks of the James River in the colony of Virginia in 1712. Lynch was a British slave owner in the West Indies. He was invited to the colony of Virginia in 1712 to teach his methods to slave owners there. The term lynching is derived from his last name. Greetings, gentlemen. I greet you here on the bank of the James River in the year of our Lord, 1712. First, I shall thank you, the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia, for bringing me here. I'm here to help you solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my modest plantation in the West Indies, where I have experimented with some of the newest and still the oldest methods for controlling slaves. Ancient Rome will do this if my program is implemented. As our boat sails south on the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish, I saw enough to know that your problem is not unique. While Rome, whose courts of ruin as crosses for standing human bodies along its highways in great numbers, you were here using the tree and the rope on occasions. I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple of miles back. And you're not only losing valuable stock by hangings, you are having uprisings, slaves are running away, your crops are sometimes left in the fields too long for maximum profit, you suffer occasional fires, your animals are killed, kill me. You know what your problems are. I do not have to elaborate. I'm not here to enumerate your problems. I'm here to introduce you to a method of solving them. In my bag here, I have foolproof methods for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that if you start correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 400 years. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. I have outlined a number of differences among the slaves, and I take these differences and I make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, and envy for control purposes. These methods have worked on my modest plantation in the West Indies and have worked throughout the South. Take a simple little list of differences and think about them. On the top of my list is age, but it's there only because it starts with an A. The second is color or shade. There is intelligence, size, sex, sizes of plantations, status on plantations, attitude of owners, whether the slaves live in the valley or the hill, east, west, north, south, have fine hair, coarse hair, or is tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that distrust is stronger than trust, and it will be stronger than adulation, respect, or admiration. The black slaves, after receiving this indoctrination, shall carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generating for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Don't forget, you must pitch the old versus the, the old black male versus the young black male. The young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves and the light-skinned slaves versus the dark-skinned slaves. You must use the female versus the male and the male versus the female. You must also have white servants and overseers who distrust all black, but it's necessary that your slaves trust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. 
legitimate. These kids are your kids to control them, use them. Have your wives and children use them, never miss an opportunity. If used intensely for one year, the slaves themselves will remain perpetually distrustful. Thank you, Jimmy. So that's the, uh, <clears throat> that's actually just the first page of the Willie Lynch letter. He goes further to actually say how he castrated the males in front of their families, how they tarred and feathered the, uh, the men. So what they did when they tar and feather a person, all right, that's not a, um, that's not an accurate account of what happened. All right. When they tar and feathered a person, they would they would slather a slave, a black man. They would they would paint him with tar. All right, we know tar, tar on the streets. Tar goes on the street, you know, that you that you layer on top of the concrete. That black if you see like a black highway, that's tar. And as it gets old, it turns gray. But they put tar on you. Tar is real sticky, real thick, like a real heavy. It's almost like a mixture of mud and concrete. Now, tar is very flammable, but it burns slow and for a long time. So they put tar on you and it's sticky, hot tar. Then it's feathers. They put feathers like actual chicken, bird, duck feathers on top of the tar. Feathers are highly flammable. They catch fire real quick, like instantly. So you got a you got a quickly igniting feather and then you got a slow burning tar on top of your skin. And so they pour tar on your ass, they throw feathers on your ass, and then they set you on fire. And you burn to death. And it's a terrible, slow, excruciatingly painful death. Alright? Um and, and, and that goes more into the Willie Lynch letters. It was more than just one letter. So what this brother just read was the first letter, which was the making of a slave. They they go further into the breaking of a slave, the bucking of a slave. They they break slaves down. They break men down like they do horses. All right. So um, it's more to it than this. But I just wanted this first part to be heard and to be understood because the Willie Lynch syndrome is still very active in the black community. I mean, to this day, we are, we got, we got black women saying black men ain't shit because they don't take care of their kids. For a lot of black men, that's true. For black men like me, like, that's not true. I take care of my kids. In fact, I got a white kid that I take care of that's not mine. My baby mom is white. I told y'all uh, at the beginning of the podcast, my baby mom is white. And she had a kid by another white man. And I take care of that boy like he's mine. You feel me? Not for no other reason than he's a brother to my other two kids that I have by her. That's their brother. So if I take them to Cedar Point and they're going to be like, why can't our little brother go? You know what I mean? So I take him too. He thinks I'm his dad. He don't know. He's only three. He don't know that I'm not his real dad. When I when when it was his birthday, just a couple just uh October first was his birthday. I bought him a big ass forty dollar Nerf gun, battery operated. It's like automatic. It shoots like a fucking machine gun. All you gotta do is hold the trigger down. And he went to his mom and he said, "Our dad brought a big gun here." 
You know what I mean? He didn't know I had bought it for at the time because I walked in like I couldn't hide it. I walked in with this big ass fucking gun. And he's like, uh, it's a big ass, you know, it's a toy. But he's like, our dad brought a big gun. He don't know that I'm not his dad. And he's completely white. So with all that being said, man, um, there, there's, there's a color difference. There is a difference in color. There is a difference in race. There is a difference in ethnicity. It's not to say that we shouldn't look at color because we should. You know, you got a lot of people who say, I'm not racist. I don't see color. No, I want you to see color because I want you to see that I'm black. And this was school to me. I got educated by a friend of mine. I'll call her Butter because that's what she goes by. Mal Mac on Facebook. She ain't really active on Facebook, but she's knowledgeable. She schooled me because when I posted some shit and said, I don't see color. She was like, nah, I want you to see my color, but love me in spite of it. You know, see my color and, and embrace it. And so I see you white people and I embrace y'all. I love white people. Uh, certain things I don't like about white people, just like it's certain things I don't like about Africans. And there's certain things I don't like about Arabs. And there's certain things I don't like about Chinese, Asians. Certain things I don't like about Mexicans. But I love all of y'all because of our differences. You know what I mean? Life would be boring as fuck if we were all the same. But my real, uh, my real point in this is that you can't say you conscious and then turn around and say somebody ain't black. So we look at the, we look at the presidential election. We got Trump and Mike Pence, two old rich white men who hate homosexuality, who hate black people, who hate immigrants. They hate Mexicans. They've made it clear in all the videos you see, it's not the media portraying them no type of way. I'm talking about the shit they said out of their own mouth. Trump stood up there. He spoke into a microphone and he said, Mexicans that come over here from Mexico are rapists. They bring crime. They bring drugs, etc. And a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. The ones that don't, you got Mexicans that's really just trying to come here to have a better life and take care of their family. All right. Life is a little bit more financially stable in America than it is in Mexico. They can make our dollar is worth more than their peso. So they want to come to America, make money and send money home to their families. That's why all these Africans is coming here. That's why all these Mexicans is coming here. That's why these Asians is coming here. Now, when he say Mexicans are rapists, they're bringing crime, da, da, da. That's a racist statement. Just because he didn't call them spicks or wetbacks doesn't mean it's not a racist statement. When he said Haiti and Africa and places like that were shithole countries, that's a racist statement, man. That's coming from the heart of you think these people lead, coming from a shithole country. Because they're black. But then he talk about Scandinavians and Norwegians like they were cool. Like, I don't I don't got to go into it with y'all about Trump, man. We know. We get common sense to tell you. So if you support Trump, already know where you stand. And then we go into you want to bring up Biden and Kamala Harris, which was really my point, because you got you got Trump and Pence, which is two older white men who are both racist. You got Biden and Kamala Harris, who also might be. 
old white men who are both racist. The thing about it for me is Kamala Harris is a person of color. And I want a person of color in power because here, okay, let's go back. Let me, let me, let me educate y'all. We about to go to school, dad school. Segregation, right? It was never really our goal. Martin Luther King did not march and fight for desegregation. He fought for separate but equal being actually separate but equal. So let me get into what I mean by that. You had a white restroom. You had a colored restroom. If you go into the white restroom, it's pristine. It's clean. It works. You go into the colored restroom. It's all ghetto. It's all ghetto. It's poop on the floor. It's toilet paper all over the floor. They don't really clean that one up. So the black restroom, the blacks only restroom was not taken care of with the same detail that the white restrooms were taken care of. Same with everything, the restaurants, the buses, whatever. You know, blacks at the back, whites in the front. And, and the whole Rosa Parks thing, it wasn't about sitting at the back of the bus. It was about she didn't want to give up her seat to no white man. You feel me? It wasn't about like, oh, you got to sit in the back. No, that wasn't really what it was. She just didn't want to give up her seat to no white man because she felt like, nigga, I'm a human. You a human. I'm a woman. You know what I mean? I deserve to seat more than you do. I was already on here. I already I pay my fare just like everybody else. Why should I give my seat up to a white man? That's what the Rosa Parks shit was about. See, we all get misconstrued and we all get misled because the way the media presents things to us and then we just take it as fact. We just believe it. You got to fact check these niggas, man. You got to do your research. I said the same shit in the last podcast. You are responsible to do your research. It's not my job to do your research. I did my research, so I know what I know. And if you did your research, you would know what you know. But you don't because you looking at me for me to do the work for you. Nah, you got to do your own research because it might lead you down a goddamn path that'll change your whole fucking life. It'll change your whole perspective. So getting back to the point of being black, I just I just I just played y'all the Willie Lynch letter, the first page of the Willie Lynch letter. His goal was pit light skinned blacks against dark skinned blacks, pit nappy hair blacks against fine hair blacks, pit older blacks against younger blacks. And you will always be able to control them because they'll always be in competition with each other. They'll always be mistrustful of each other. They'll always be envious and jealous of each other. That's how this hate shit come about. That's how haters come about. So. When you look at another brother and you say, oh, you ain't even 100% black. Like, nigga, you ain't even 100% black. But what if you 80% black and I'm 75% black? I'm not black enough. You know what I mean? That's what I was getting at. When I say I, if, if I got to start a mixed movement, I'll start a mixed movement if black people don't want me. You feel me? Because I'm going to do what I do regardless, and I care about the black community. And if you listen to my last podcast, you know when I say the black community, I'm talking about descendants of slaves in America. 
You could be Irish. You could be white as fuck and I consider you part of the black community if you got slaves in your ancestry. If you ain't got no slaves in your ancestry, right now at this point, I'm not working for you, bro. You on your own. Right now at this point in my life, I'm working on descendants of slaves. Once I get us together, we'll reach out and branch out and start trying to help other melanated people. Because I'm really for all melanated people. You know what I mean? I'm really for all humans. I'm really for all earthlings. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. So, uh, you know, we're going to get this together. So, so, so part of me wanting to clean this up, man, I wanted to play that Willie Lynch letter, let you know that it's the white man's agenda. It's the white man's thinking to say, oh, you got a little bit of white in you. So, so this is what the, this is what the white man do. He tell the blackest motherfucker he can find, say, oh, yeah, you're pure, you're African, you're black. And you say, look at that light-skinned dude over there, though. He's been tainted. He's been watered down. He's not really black. But he's not going to accept the light-skinned man either. So he put the light-skinned man in a, in a position of division. He put the light-skinned man in a position where his brothers, his black brothers don't trust him. And the white folks surely don't trust him nor give a fuck about him. And so we put in light-skinned brothers, we put in mixed brothers and sisters, kings and queens, gods and goddesses, in a position of, like, damn, you know, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to fit in with my brothers and sisters? Because I'd rather fit in with the black side than the white side anyway. But then when the black, when the, when the black people tell me, like, you're not dark enough, you mixed what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to be part of the team. Do y'all need help or not? Because if y'all don't need help, I could go on and start a brown movement and get all my mixed people together and we could do our thing. And fuck niggas and fuck honkies. That's really what I was getting at in my last podcast. You feel me? But it's part of the Willie Lynch syndrome that you dumbass niggas is telling me I'm not black enough because I got kids by a white girl and because my mom is half white. So I don't count. I'm not black enough. I can't make a black movement. I can't do nothing for black people. Well, guess what? I'm going to go do something for brown people. And then when the black people try to join in and jump on a bandwagon, I'm like, no, you too black. This is a mixed movement. Nah, you too black. Then y'all going to feel stupid because y'all y'all need brothers, sisters, Africans. We need as many allies as we could get right now because a white man is light years ahead of us right now. White man out in outer space with telescopes and satellites. They think about colonizing a whole nother planet. And we can't even colonize Philadelphia. Th let that sink in for a minute. You got white folks in outer space with satellites and telescopes looking at shit billions of light years away, finding planets made of pure diamond, moons, all type of shit. They trying to decide whether they want to colonize the moon or colonize Mars, which would be more beneficial. And we sitting here on Earth talking about he from the east side and I'm going to kill that nigga. We sitting here on earth talking about you ain't black enough. 
You ever heard a white man say you ain't white enough? Well, uh, apparently, if you ain't all the way white, you ain't white enough. They, they've already made that clear. So if y'all niggas want to make it clear like that, if you ain't all the way black, I ain't black enough, fine. I'll go start a mixed movement. I'll, I'll go get my mixed brothers and sisters together. And trust me, it's a lot more of us than it is of y'all. A lot of us is more mixed than it is pure. Now, I did a search. I did some research. And there are some people who are 100% pure African. You know, they from Ghana. They from Nali. You know, every, every uh, part of their DNA came from a country in Africa. A lot of people forget that Africa is a continent, not a country. So, uh, you know, they come from a lot of different countries in Africa, but all of their DNA came from Africa. They're 100% African. I just I just researched it like 20 minutes ago. <clears throat> and if that's how you feel, then you make you better make sure you 100% African. Because if you tell me I'm not black enough. And you not 100% African? I ain't got shit to do with you, bro. I ain't got shit to do with you, man. I can't help you. I'm trying to help people who are like me. I'm trying to help other people who are like me. And if you ain't with me, you against me. And if you ain't against me, but you ain't with me, then you in my fucking way. You know what I mean? Gucci man said that. You either with me or against me or you in my way. So pick a side. Pick a side. It's that time. We got the election. We still waiting on the election results today. We still don't know who the new president gonna be or the next president gonna be. Let's draw these lines before this shit come out. Cause I wanna know where the fuck y'all stand. I wanna know. Who got my back and who don't. Don't act like, don't have my back sometimes and be like, oh yeah, we all brothers, we all conscious, da 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 da, melanin, this and that. And then turn around and tell me I ain't black enough when some crucial shit happens. I want a motherfucker who know, okay, we mixed. We mixed and this what we doing and this where we going. Ain't, ain't, I ain't got time for none of that sometimey shit. If you on Trump's dick, you on Biden's dick, I can't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you, man. Now, if I were to vote, which I'm not going to because I have the right to not vote just like you have the right to vote. I can make my choice and say I'm not voting at all because I don't want to choose the lesser of two evils. Why do I got to choose evil? Why can't I choose the greater of two goods? I got to choose the lesser of two evils. No. I'm not going to make a choice then. If, if, if my choice is evil versus evil, I'm not even going to cast the ballot because both of y'all fucked up. Now, there's not actually, this is where our government and our media mislead people. I always say this. A lot of this shit is misleading and y'all being misled and don't even realize it. All right. Here's where they misleading people. You got... They, they, they tell you President Trump versus Joe Biden, President Trump versus Joe Biden. This is all we see in the fucking media. But if y'all don't fucking remember, there's vice presidents in the running, too. 
So if you vote for Trump, you're also voting for Pence. And Pence is way worse than Trump. In the words of Omarosa, Mike Pence is 10 times worse than Trump. Quote, unquote. So if you vote for Biden, you're also voting for Kamala Harris. But niggas want to suck Trump's dick so bad, they want to say Kamala Harris ain't even black. She Caribbean. Since when was Caribbean not black? We, we was glad to claim Haitians and Jamaicans all before Trump. Oh, when Obama was president, we was glad to claim the red, black, and the green. We was glad to claim Haitians. We was glad to claim Jamaicans. Now, all of a sudden, the Caribbeans ain't black because Haiti and Jamaica are part of the Caribbean. As well as Honduras and, and, and a lot of them other, like, it's, it's islands down there that I don't even know about. So they not black? So Caribbean's not black. That's what we saying? A Caribbean person ain't black? That's what we saying now because we want to vote for Trump? Just say you want to vote for Trump, bro. You ain't got to try to attack her blackness. You ain't got to try to deny her being black. Like, that woman is black, bro. Regardless of what the fuck policy she had, whatever the fuck her parents decided, she was black. Because she's Caribbean. Does she not have uh, 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 more melanin in her skin than Donald Trump? Who, who's more black between Kamala Harris and Donald Trump? Who's more black? And a lot of y'all niggas want to be like, shit, Trump did more for black people. He ain't done shit for black people, bro. And if he did, like I said in my last podcast... He did it because he wanted your black vote. He don't give a fuck about you. He gives a fuck about him. And if helping you helps him, he'll help you. Shit, if helping if helping you helps me, I'd help you. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing new. That ain't nothing. Come on, man, y'all. Y'all niggas ain't conscious for. I've I've come to learn, especially through Facebook, and especially through Donald Trump. I've come to learn that a lot of you brothers that think you conscious. Is not really conscious, man. Y'all zombies. Y'all the walking dead. Y'all spiritually dead, but you physically walking around and shit. Y'all the walking dead, bro. You're not conscious. You don't know shit. You're not spiritual. You don't know shit, bro. Everything you've been taught and all, and, and all the information you've been taught, you've skewed it in a way that it's it's not even real, but it's, I guess it's real to you. It's true to you. And that's all that matters to you but for me i live in reality i live in real life reality i live in objective reality which is the reality that all of us who share the earth who share this fourth uh third dimension i want to say fourth dimension because i consider time part of a dimension but that's a whole nother conversation for another time but all of us who share this third dimensional reality on earth the objective reality that's what i ascribe to ascribe to so that whole nigga you ain't black enough this and that you just heard the Willie Lynch letter that's just repetition of what the white man program like that slave mentality bro for you to tell me I'm not black enough you can't be conscious because you're still thinking like a slave so you stay in your slave state you keep that same energy when all this shit hit the fan when all this shit blows over and me and my people make our movement, you keep that same fucking energy that I'm not black enough when I start doing things for black people. 
because you obviously are lost. And I don't like to give up on people, but I can't help you until you come to the understanding that you are wrong and that you are promoting the white agenda. All right. Anybody who think you got to be a certain amount of black to be black. Anybody who think Kamala Harris ain't black. You're lost and I can't help you until you find yourself, until you come around and understand that you either black or you not. Now, according to the law, they got a policy in the law that if you have one black ancestor, you black. You could be white as fucking Wonder Bread. But if you got one black ancestor, you black. It's called the one drop rule or some shit like that. And it's not that if you got a drop of black blood in you. It's that if you got one black ancestor, you black. That's why all these Aryan Brotherhood and why these white, uh, these uh, Hells Angels and KKK and all them, they do their little ancestry thing. And they say I'm 100% pure cotton, 100% pure white. Because all their genealogy comes from European countries. Now, if your genealogy gives you one black ancestor, you are considered black. That's to the white man in America. It's American law. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. Google that shit. Look it up. I tell y'all every fucking podcast, don't take my word for the shit. Look it up. Because I looked it up and that's how I found it. Don't take, but I ain't saying take my word for it just because I said I looked it up. Don't take take me as if I'm lying. Take me as if I'm lying. Try to prove me wrong. And if you can, again, email me, message me. Alfred K. Dixon at Gmail. Prove me wrong. I don't got to prove myself right. I know I'm right. I know because I studied, because I went and researched. I gained the information. I applied the information and came out with the knowledge. You got to do the same. All right? We got to do better. So I'm for y'all. Black people, I'm for y'all, man. I got your back. And like I said in my last podcast, if I could, I would take every last one of y'all sins on my back and march straight into hell by myself and stay there for eternity if I knew it was going to help all black people. Let that sink in. But if y'all don't want me, if y'all want me to apply that same energy to mix people, I'll do that. That's fine. That's cool. I don't want to be nowhere where I'm not wanted. But we gotta stop this shit, black folk. This is what Willie Lynch, this is what the white man built slavery on was us finding dissension. She got straight hair. She got nappy hair. Oh, nigga, you, oh, uh, you, oh. Uh, did you ever notice black people are the only culture that, that make fun of older people? We're the, we're the only culture that's like, oh, old head. Oh, get your old ass up out of here. Oh, you listen to that old ass music. Da, da, da. We the only culture that does that. White people don't do that. White people don't disrespect their elders. I mean, they do in, in a way. You got white people that kill their goddamn parents. But for the most part, you know, they stick them in funeral. I mean, they stick them in uh, old folks homes and shit like that. 
But for the most part, uh, younger white people don't make fun of older white people for being older. Like, that's a nigga thing. That's nigga tree. Oh, old school, old head. Oh, you old ass nigga. You don't know, man. Like, black people are the only motherfuckers that make fun of smart people. Like, stupid is the new cool. When did it become cool to be stupid? Oh, nigga, look at you with all them books. Your library, your teacher's pet ass, nigga. It's sad. It's sad for real that y'all still under the spell of Willie Lynch. And little do you know, like he said at the beginning of the thing, his name, Willie Lynch, came from lynching because lynching was described in the letters. And like I said, this dude really only read the first page. They talked about hanging niggas and setting them on fire and cutting their dicks off and everything in the Willie Lynch letter. He probably just couldn't put it on YouTube because they had demonetized it. So he only put the first page. But that's where lynching came from. It's from people who read the Willie Lynch letters and said, we got to make an example out of niggas. Same way they did Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick had the balls to kneel during the national anthem. They kicked him out of the NFL. They still won't, they still won't hire this nigga to be a quarterback to make sure to make an example of him so that any of you other that's another that's another form of lynching, bro. Blackballing. They blackballed him from the NFL. So now any other you niggas high-profile quarterbacks who think you gonna kneel for the national anthem, we'll kick your ass out too. And all the millions you was making will come to an end. Because we pay you to entertain us. We don't pay you to stand up for your people. That's basically what they said. That's basically what they said. So the next, like I said in my last fucking podcast, the next nigga to tell me I ain't black enough, we gotta fight. Because I'm for y'all, bro. Even if I ain't 100% black, I promote the black agenda. I'm pro-black, man. I want us to do good. I want us to succeed. Why would you look at me and say I'm not black? And I'm not no white dude trying to tell you I want us to succeed and you don't trust me. I've never promoted the white agenda. I promote the black agenda. I'm trying to help you. I'm on your side. I'm in your corner. You don't want me there. I'll disappear. That's fine. But the fact that you don't want me there lets me know that you not even in your own corner. You over there working for the white man. You voting for Trump. Because you think he got something good for black people. We'll see. He's going to get elected regardless. He's going to get elected regardless. Either he wins the vote or he loses the vote and says they cheated and he wants a recount and, 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 and mail-in voting fraud and all that shit. So no, so no matter what, Trump's going to be our next president. But if you voted for him, and when he instills martial law and he won't leave after his next four years, he still won't leave. Don't, don't try to come to my camp and say, hey, we want refuge. Hey, we want. No, I ain't got no spot for you. I can't help you. Keep that same energy. You pro-Trump, ain't you? Ride with the Trump tards. Ride with the Proud Boys. Ride with the KKK. Ride with the Aryan Brotherhood. Ride with the Hells Angels. 
Who you think? You think all them didn't vote for Trump? You think, what's his name? David Duke? You think he voting Trump or Biden? You voting for the same motherfucker your enemy voting for. But it's your vote. You vote for who you want. It's your business. I'm not voting at all. So just like I got my right not to vote, you got your right to vote for Trump. But understand, it's lines being drawn in the sand right now. So if you on a certain team, you're not on my team, I got to destroy you. If you if if you against me, I got to destroy you. If you in my way, you got to move and let me through or I got to destroy you. Or you got to destroy me. That's all it could come to. We drawing lines in the sand right now. I need to know who team I'm on. You feel me? So reread this first uh, six to eight minutes of this six minutes or so of this podcast. Listen to the Willie Lynch letter. Really, really listen to it and digest it and comprehend and understand it. And then holla at me. Because if you still feel the same way after listening to the Willie Lynch letters, we might not be on the same team, bro. That's all I'm saying. Peace. Love to everybody. Yeah, so uh I know I, I know I was going in the I was going in the podcast, but I re-list like I was listening to it again before I saved it. Um and I just wanted to reiterate, man. The Willie Lynch letters says specifically we going to pit lighter black men against darker black men, bro. We going to pit the woman against the man. And you got all these women like, oh, no nigga has all five good dick, a height above six foot, yada, yada, yada. Like, that's part of that Willie Lynch thinking, bro. We got to really analyze what we think about and what we say. Our words give life to our thoughts. Let me repeat that for the people in the back of the church. Our words give life to our thoughts. You Don't nobody know what you're thinking until you speak it verbally out of your mouth that makes that thought so you have a thought all right um, let, let, let me look at it let me see i'm at work and i'm looking at a chick with a fat ass all right i'm gonna I'm put it in nigga terms for you i'm at work and i'm looking at a chick with a fat ass everybody around me could be looking at that same chick or they could not maybe they are maybe they ain't but i am and so I say, damn, that bitch got a fat ass. Now, everybody around me going to look at her and see that she got a fat ass and be like, yeah, yeah, she do got a fat Or they might not say nothing at all. Right? Words give life to our thoughts. Words make the thought real. Until I speak the thought, nobody shares the thought but me. If I think about an apple... Don't nobody imagine an apple until I say something about an apple. Once you speak it, it becomes reality. Alright? And you speak what's in your heart, and that's why the Bible even say, that which you say that speaketh from within. That comes from your heart. That's you. That comes from the soul. That comes from your inner being. And then the fact that you felt the need to speak it. Once you speak it and make it reality, it shows that you really ascribe to that belief. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't speak it. So if I'm thinking um, SpongeBob is an aw- awesome cartoon, 
SpongeBob might be my favorite cartoon, and I'll be at work and everybody talking bad about SpongeBob, and I feel some type of way about it. If I keep it to myself, they'll never know. If I don't speak, they'll never know. They'll never, you know, they'll keep talking shit about SpongeBob. But as soon as I say, well, shit, I tend to like SpongeBob, then that creates a different reality in which they understand that I like SpongeBob even though they don't. And then they'll kind of, kind of uh, usually, they'll kind of curb their negative speech towards SpongeBob because they know I like it. So let's put it in perspective of like Trump and Biden. I was at work, we smoking, we on a break. And these ladies is like, yeah, I can't wait to go home and go vote for Trump. I can't wait to go home and go vote for Trump. And I'm against Trump. I don't, I don't. I'm a I'm a never Trumper. I'm one of them niggas. I think Trump is the Antichrist. But that's just me personally, and that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. And so they talking about voting for Trump, and I'm like, you know, Trump's gonna be president regardless. Because even if he loses the election, he's got little militias like the Proud Boys and uh David Duke and KKK and uh, Aaron Brotherhood and people like that who are going to say Trump better be president or else. If Trump don't become, if Trump loses this next election, which today is election day, November 3rd, if Trump loses this election, there's going to be a civil war. Or are we going to let Trump had a presidency, which is what we're going to do? We're going to let Trump have a presidency because we don't want another civil war. And so Trump is going to bully his way into office or he's going to be voted in the office. You know, he's he's got a lot of support. He's got a lot of support. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, it don't matter. Trump, Biden, whatever. I wanted Kamala Harris to be the first black female vice president. But a lot of you conscious niggas would prefer to have Trump and Pence for some reason. Don't make sense to me, but maybe it makes sense to you. Um, but yeah, just to just to just to wind it all up, man, and, and finish it all out, it's like uh, it's like this, man. If we really had a vote, a choice in a vote, Hillary would have been president, bro. You know that electoral college and all that shit goes to show you that. Your vote doesn't matter. Your vote really doesn't matter because the Electoral College decides who's the president, not the popular vote. Google it. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. The Electoral College decides who the president's going to be. Period. Period. It don't matter how much we vote, no matter who vote, who you vote for, the Electoral College is going to decide the president. Period. So, go vote. You know what I mean? But I tell you this, if nobody voted in this country, if nobody voted at all, they will still come to a decision on who the next president's going to be. But your vote matters. Your vote counts. Your vote no. What we really need, bro, look, I'm about to say some shit that might get me in trouble. I but I don't give a fuck cuz I care about my people. 
I care about my people that much. I told y'all, I would take all y'all sins on my back and go to hell for y'all. So I'm going to say what I'm about to say, even though it might get me in trouble. Really? Your vote don't matter. What you do don't matter. You don't have free will. We are being controlled. We are we are gearing towards a dictatorship in America. And we're going to gear towards a, a worldwide dictatorship. And that means a motherfucker is going to have control over the whole world. And they're going to tell you, you better do this or else. You take your ass to work. You consume, you spend your money or else. Whatever or else is, I don't know. It might be a bombing like Black Wall Street. They might bomb a whole city. They might bomb a a certain street block and say that Black Lives Matter people were collecting and, and gathering and having meetings here. And we blew them up because they're labeled as a terrorist group. And you got niggas, you got black people. This 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 is another thing that fucking I just don't understand. You got people telling you your life matters and you saying I don't support that. Black lives matter too. And you and you sitting here saying I don't support that because of George Soros and that. Have you investigated George Soros? Have you done your research on George Soros? Because George Soros is a Jew or a Jewish person who has always supported anti-government organizations. He's a billionaire. How he got it? Now, he did. Okay. His father did. I thought I said this in another podcast. So George Soros was like a teenager. And during the Holocaust, his father was smart enough to disguise them as non-Jew, as German people. So George Soros' father, I don't know his name or whatever, he took a German name and he said him and his family were Germans and they sold out a whole bunch of fucking Jews. And a lot of Jews got killed because of that, because they were like, they were, they, they were protecting their own family though. You know what I mean? But they were doing it by throwing other Jews under the bus, which is I don't agree with because me being a black man, I wouldn't want to protect my family by pretending I was white and and getting a bunch of black families killed. But that's what that's what George Soros father did. It was his father, not him. But they got rich off of it. They got rich off of that. George Soros father worked for the German government for Hitler. And they killed a lot of Jews. George Soros himself, once he grew up, he became a financier. Basically a banker. He made a lot of money. He made some investments. He made a lot of money. And when and now, when there, whenever there's a government uprising, he supports whoever goes against the government. Right. That's why he made that sizable donation to Black Lives Matter. Now, there's a theory out there. There's a conspiracy theory. That George Soros owns Black Lives Matter. False. False. 
Black Lives Matter was started by a woman named Amanda Cruz after the young boy got shot with the Skittles. I can't remember his name. Uh, Zimmerman shot the young boy over the, with the Skittles. That's where Amanda Cruz started Black Lives Matter. And then they say, oh, George Soros runs black. No, he made a size. He made a sizable donation to Black Lives Matter, but he don't he don't own it at all. But there goes that misinformation, man. Stop believing the media. Y'all niggas listening to Young Pharaoh and Brother Polite and motherfuckers like that, man, and being misled, bro. Do your fucking research, man. Fact check everybody. Because these niggas see some shit and they jump on it. And then they post it on YouTube and you see it, then you jump on it. And it don't do nothing but promote uh, false propaganda, bro. Do your own research. That's why I don't give receipts. That's why I don't... I'm not about to tell you where I got my information from. Try to prove me wrong, nigga. Try to prove me wrong. And see where you end up. I know what I know, nigga. George Soros is the owner of Black Lives Matter, so I'll never put on a Black Lives Matter (laughs) t-shirt. Somebody telling you, your life matter, nigga. Ain't you black? Somebody telling you, your life matter, and you don't even want to support it. And you ain't got to support Black Lives Matter. Like, I ain't never donated a dollar to Black Lives Matter. Like I said before in a previous podcast, when I say Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about actual black lives. I'm not talking about no organization. I'm not talking about George Soros. I'm not talking about BLM, no organization. I'm talking about black people, humans in America, descendants of slaves. I've explained this to y'all. When I say Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about descendants of slaves' lives matter. Just as much as yours. Fuck out of here, man. They got us fighting us. We can't even agree on who's a more, who's not a more. Who's a Hebrew, who's not a Hebrew. Uh, Barack Obama, Kamala Harris. We can't even agree on who's black. And we got white folks in outer space about to colonize Mars, nigga. How many, how many all black organizations are about to colonize another planet? Name one. I'll wait. I'll probably die waiting. How many black organizations are trying to colonize another planet? None. We down here because we too busy arguing over who's really black. Nigga, you gonna tell me, oh, you not even all the way black. You got kids by a white girl. But it's white people in outer space with fucking satellites and shit looking at other planets and finding other planets to live on. And we gonna be left with this dirty motherfucker. Wake up, Neo. You're in the Matrix. The Matrix has you. But y'all claim y'all woke, but y'all really dreaming. You, you you know you have that real good dream. And it's so realistic, man. It's so realistic. Until you wake up, you had no idea you was dreaming. That's where y'all niggas is at. That think y'all conscious. That think y'all woke. Y'all not woke, bro. 
You not woke. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry. I got to be the bearer of bad news. You not woke, brother. If you think another black man because he has less black DNA than you do, you think he's not black enough. You not woke, bro. You not conscious. Period. Find the lie. Find a lie. Prove me wrong. So wake up, Neo. The Matrix has you.